Welcome back to the podcast that's all about band and not about band at all. Because in this rehearsal space, everyone has a seat, whether you play an instrument or not. All right, so who, who do we got on the pod this week, Aaron? What's going on here? Okay, this is like one of my new favorite people that we have on the pod. Um, not only is he uh, a super amazing human, but he's the, the principal at um, a middle school in Farmington, and I'm proud to say that my son, Henry, goes there. This is Joe Sage. Wow, a middle school principal. Wow. Well, here's the thing. Okay, I started my career off in middle yeah. school, and I loved those years. I loved teaching those kids those brains and the craziness of it all. Yeah. And so, when I found, a, you know, someone that like loves to talk, which I have found out that Joe loves, and he guess really what? Does he love to loves. Talk. I've, I've he heard loves, him talk, and I've, he loves our I've heard band. him when he's been on speakerphone in your office. I've <laughs> seen him in conversation. In fact, he was in conversation a week or two ago. I ran into him here at the high school, and I said <laughs> hi to him, and he clearly couldn't remember my name or didn't recognize me, and he did the old, hey, buddy. Uh, I'm just I'm just surprised he didn't call me sport or pal, but it was, um, just like, it was just, hilarious. He's trying to like the kids these days, like, yeah. what's up, okay, bud? bud? Okay, yeah. bud. Okay, yeah. bud. Well, I mean, there's, I mean, I guess the question becomes, like, we've already had an administrator on the show before, episode 26 with Kim Booty, and she's not only an administrator, but she used to be a band director. Yeah. I mean, what's this guy going to be able to tell us? Okay, well, here's the thing. We have to, like, open our mindset up into hearing different perspectives of the why things work the way that they work. Mm-hmm. I think too often as educators, we just go in and, and we think we know everything because we know what our classroom is. But we have to think about the bigger picture of, of how – principals have to see everything and and they're not going to know everything about your program or your your discipline that you do but you know what you got to be able to build relationships and have conversations so this is why i wanted to bring joe sage in because he's personable he knows his stuff and uh he's doing a bang-up job at, at bachman yeah i i have heard that uh, we've we've heard really mm-hmm. great reports um that he's um, making a positive difference and i i think it actually is in all seriousness a really great idea to talk to uh, an administrator. Not that, just a pretty face. Okay, here we go. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, I, I know one of my first questions is going to be, oh my gosh, like, how in the world do you like get up and go to work every day when you have to be responsible for a thousand middle schoolers? I just think that that's like super cool and admirable. And um, I can't wait to talk to him. So um, let's, uh, let, let's bring him on in here. Let's go. Aaron, good to see you again. Um, Brad, nice to meet you. Uh, listen, Brad, hold on, hold on. I've been waiting. Brad, I listened to your podcast, and I heard you got the mic. You And you say, I like to talk, right? I've been to your concerts, too. And I'll tell you what, you're sitting in some office someday in incognito, in a hat on, and you just expect me to walk in and know who you are. I mean, th- what... Okay. What gives? I that is love true. this so I was, much. I was up in the activities office, and I did have a hat on. I was in kind of my casual summer. I, I was. It was sort of out of context. Okay, um, that's that's fair. I'm, um, okay, okay. I'll, I'm going to give you a pass. I on get that a pass one. here. No, um, but thank you, thank you both for having me. Um, I'm excited about this. I I know we've been talking about doing it for a long time, so yeah, excited to be here. 
Awesome. Well, first, tell us a little about about yourself, about your experience, um, uh, like what you're doing now, where you came from, and then and then we'll we'll then we'll talk some music stuff too. Yeah, so. sure. Um, so I've been in education many many years. I grew grew up doing a summer job as a camp counselor. Uh, went to school, believe it or not, for I mean, when I was in college, I was trying everything under the sun, pre-pharmacy, pre-business, uh, community development, you name it. Um, every summer, I go back and work with kids, and I just knew that that was my happy place, right? Um, so I ended up getting a degree, a degree in um, in physics education and, and science and taught uh, earth science and Shakopee for many years. Uh, taught physics, AP physics, uh, took my first administrative job in, in Faribault. Um, and that, what led me into administration was really, you know, systematic change uh, and being able to have an impact on, on many, many learners. Um, and then I was blessed with the opportunity to come to Farmington as a resident here in Lakeville. Um, you know, I was well aware of the, the vision of the superintendent here, and it very much aligned with what I believe we should be doing in education. And, and quite honestly, you know, I'll share it. It's one of the best decisions I've ever made. Uh, the Bachman team's phenomenal. Um, the, the learners are, are incredible, great group of teachers. Um, the district's just been, it's been really fun to be a part of this community. That's awesome. And yeah, that's, it's one of the reasons why, like, I've never left Farmington either. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a great place to be and you feel trusted yes. in, in, um, what you're doing and then the vision, the bigger picture. Yeah. So good. That's awesome. That that's your, your philosophy as well. So, okay. So talk to us a little bit about like your experience as a music student. Cause you were in band, you were, you've done choir, right? So, yes, I was. So, yeah. So I, in, in middle school, um, I made an attempt at the trumpet. Uh, I liked it. I just was not very good. Um, I hope my mom doesn't have any like old VHS you know, <laughs> of, of me playing. Um, and then I took a little bit of a break. I believe it was, you know, eighth grade year. And then I was, I was encouraged to look at, at show choir at the high school level. Um, and you know, that I kind of found my niche with that, did that for four years. Um, and of course the band was a part of that and you know, it played a, it played a really, a pretty pivotal role in my experience, not only, you know, as a high schooler, but you know, the, the, the person I am today, um, it's a it was a very tight-knit community you know we did a lot of traveling together uh, we were very close and obviously created friendships along the way but taught me a lot of lifelong lessons right just like being inside of that of that culture um, and it uh, had a major role on on who I became as a as an adult that's awesome that's great um, that's, that's super cool to hear because we talk all the time about how we want um, our ensembles to be um, a culture that, that helps students to feel included and uh, where it's a place where they can thrive, but also then um, to hear adults say that they look back and they know that they've, they've gained life experience or life skills by participating in that. And um, man, I'm sure for you, you think about things like this um, every day as a, as a middle school principal. I know earlier I said sort of jokingly, I kind of want to get inside the, the head of a guy who... <laughs> I don't know if you do. <laughs> I really don't know if you do. But, oh, ex yeah. Exactly, right? Because there's this perception in the world that like middle school is the worst thing ever. And you and I both know that it's not, yeah. but it's certainly not easy. Um, yeah. What are some of the things that, that you do to try to build community in your school? Because I'm sure... It's very similar to a lot of things that the music teachers who listen to a show like this um, are always trying to build in their classroom on a day-to-day -day basis. So mm -hmm. what, is, what does that look like, especially since you're, you're relatively new to our school and our district? Yeah. Um, how do you build community 
in in a middle school. Yeah. Um, so that's that's probably one of my highest priorities. You know, I I would I would use the word community and culture. Right. Mm. You want your culture to be one. Uh, where not only learners, um, which is our, our obviously our top priority, but but our staff as well feel safe and welcome, right? We want them to want to come to work and to continue to educate our youth and to provide a quality experience for them. Um, so you know, you look from a from a student standpoint, you have to look at systems, right? Um, you have to look at what we're offering them. So for example, you know, we have our PBIS, and you know, for for those that that are unfamiliar with that, really what we're doing is we're relentlessly praising the positive, right? Rather than than always critiquing the things that are going wrong, you know, we're lifting kids up, you know, each and every single day. And we have lots of different avenues for that. But we do that for staff as well, right? Um, We have to be visible. We got to be in their classrooms. We have to be uh, collaborative and building strong relationships with them and and make sure that, that they feel valued. Uh, one of the words that I often use uh, is I, I refer to our schools, the BMS family, right? You know, schools, they are so complex in the sense that, you know, good days can be really, really good and you can have hard days too, just like a family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I often will share with staff that we got to be there for each other, you know, when things are not going well. And then when things do go well, we're there to celebrate with each other and lift each other up. Um, what I appreciate so much is, you know, when you... When, when the principal, I believe this, when the principal promotes culture and community and makes that a priority, it really, it really has effect, it has an effect on the building, building wide, right? People start to feel pride in being a part of something that is just bigger than being BMS, right? And that's where that, that family really comes together and makes us feel close. And that's, I just can't express like how much I, that gets me so excited as a, as a teacher when I show up every day to know that someone's always in my back corner that actually wants to come and see what I do. You know, so the fact that you're trying to, to working on building that culture within all of your own, all of your own teachers, let alone all the learners that, that we're experiencing every single day too, and all the craziness that, that they are. And my goodness, I was at um, church last night with Henry and his friends and oh I forgot how eighth grade boys are yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Well, and I would I would add you know one other thing to that I think one of the critical pieces in, in impacting a culture is making sure that the stakeholders have a voice in what's happening mm-hmm. in the building right I mean, as a principal, we can sit behind a desk and I can make decisions and send emails all day. Mm-hmm. Um, end of the day, that that doesn't have an impact. You got to get you have to j- sit down and have authentic conversations with the educators. I will tell you that they are the most intelligent, brilliant people. Um, and if you it, it, to all the principals out there, if you, we just listen to them, right, if we just listen to them, we can make such tremendous progress within our schools. Well, that's. Go ahead. Okay, this is a really good segue into one of the big questions I wanted to ask then today is, since we have a lot of music educators who listen to this podcast, how can they best advocate for their programs and their students knowing that? Because I want to believe, and I truly do believe, that 90, 95, 99% of administrators feel the same way as you do about wanting to support their staff. But the reality is, on the ground, there's a lot of music teachers out there who feel like they're kind of forgotten about or neglected or yeah. uh, when it comes to budget, they're the last 
folks to be considered or the last mm-hmm. people who are considered when it comes to building a schedule. How yep. can you talk about how maybe t- music teachers or teachers in general can advocate better for their program? Well, I'll start off with the fact that perception's reality, right? Yeah. So number one, you gotta you gotta make sure that they have an app they need an avenue to be heard, right? Um, I know this sounds a little cliche, but at the end of the day, it comes down to a relationship between the administration and, you know, I know you're speaking specifically about about um, our music staff, right? Mm-hmm. But there has to be a relationship in place so that you can have these conversations and they have to understand the why behind the decisions that you're making. I mean, what what's hard is, and, and I get it, I, I was it. I, I am by trait. I am a teacher, right? Mm-hmm. We all have. We all are doing what we believe is what's best for kids. From from my seat, right? I have 125 people coming to me with those same thoughts, right? That what this mm-hmm. is what we believe is best for kids. So our job is to try to balance that. And then you know, without getting into the details of this, now you're looking at all of the different constraints that that every principal and, and school system takes on. You're looking at schedules. You're looking at budgets. Um, you know, you're looking at class sizes, all of those different pieces. And, and it's challenging. But building a, re, a, a strong relationship with that staff so that they know that you genuinely genuinely care goes a long way. And it's the little things, right? Um, I appreciate tremendously that um, our music department, they it is an expectation that we go to their concerts, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and I know that it's busy and principals are, are supposed to be at a lot of different things. But that is an expectation, and honestly, I appreciate it. Like, I, I respect the fact that they want us there because, you know, to me, them wanting us there is as important as, you know, them knowing that we want to be there, right? It's a, it's a, it's a mutual understanding in the relationship. So it's all those little things that go a long way. I think I, that I think that's so great too. Like, in, and we've we've witnessed the middle school principals showing up at concerts for years. And, you know, that always happened for me when I was at teaching in a middle school. And it, it just, it meant a lot because we, you know, as, as music educators, like we're evaluated by our performances, yep. whether we want to be or not, or, or, you know, that's, yep. that's not why we do what we do, but that it's, it's a fact, you know, it's community. Like they see this. And so when we, when we have the support of people that, that, um, employ us but like respect us and respect what we do in as hard as it is like i i can't stress enough to music educators how much they have to constantly educate uh, those around us you know what you know if you have a new athletic director that comes in you have to talk to them about your program and what that means um and what you do and philosophically um here's how i run football games here's how i run a concert or whatever Mm -hmm. that stuff is so important to always be teaching that and right. and reminding people and not in a negative way you know i don't want to be the the person that's like oh gosh here comes aaron so yeah, someone yeah, else is yeah, running the yeah. other direction you know yeah time? you know yeah. and i you know i joke about that with a lot of higher up admin here and yeah. but i i've built relationships with people and i think that that's so important that music educators and all educators really they you they need to seek you out yep they you're busy and so it, it's it's a matter of sometimes they got to show up and do that work too. It can't all be on the principal making sure that you get down to our classrooms during the day. We know yep. how busy you are, yep. but they got to seek out and like have a conversation and just, hey, how's it going? Yeah, you know, well, there's never and I, there's never. You should always ask, mm-hmm. right? You're right. I mean, what's the what's the what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Yeah. You know, you, you the no. answer is no. Yeah. Um, but but I appreciate that. I mean, you know, you say, oh, gosh, Aaron's coming. You know, you joke about people <laughs> running. But I look forward to staff that 
that advocate for their program because for me at the end of the day what that shows is that someone who's passionate and that cares about kids right Mm -hmm. we all play a piece in the community and the culture right um you know concerts are we were just talking about that a small a small part of it attending those showing the not only the learners most important that you're there to see their their performance but the community and the educators in the room that this is a priority and that we value our music programs we'll be right back Looking for high-quality handmade bassoon reeds? ACDC Reeds has your back. ACDC Reeds is a one-woman bassoon reed workshop in Minnesota run by Ariel Detweiler. Selling beginner reeds, advanced bassoon reeds, and contrabassoon reeds, ACDC Reeds are hailed by all levels of bassoonists for their even intonation, ease of response in all registers, and warm tone quality. You'll also find bassoon-themed gifts in the shop, including greeting cards, stickers, artistic prints, and the ever-popular Blackwing Bassoon Pencil. Find ACDC Reads at www.acdcreads.com or at retailers like Midwest Musical Imports. Try out ACDC Reads today and let the read do the work. And now, back to the show. You seem like someone who's, who's very thoughtful, um, about like the future of education. And I wonder like what thoughts you have about where we are going or if you could design your own perfect school or school system, um, what would that look like or what do you want the future of education to be? Because we keep hearing and we keep seeing that, you know, we're stuck in this factory model of education yeah, and it's like changing, but yeah. way too slowly. Yeah. Way too slowly. So, so I'm going to I'm going to shift that question a little bit so I can I can come from a you know give a little more of an emotional response in that what what do I want schools to look like for my own kids yeah right yeah. um and you're right we are in a factory model legacy model right we know that the sit and get it no longer works um you know when they say things like you know for example as a physics teacher do you know do you know Newton's three laws well that's accessible now in a matter of seconds from my phone right we don't, I don't want to teach kids what to think, right? I want to teach them how, how to, to think, mm-hmm. right? And that's the ticket. And there are so many different facets of things that we can look at from, you know, the skills that we're teaching kids. Let's move away from content, right? I have no problem with content being the vehicle, right? But we want to get to a skill. Content doesn't get people jobs. Skills do, right? Can our kids critically think, right? Can our kids collaborate? Can our kids sit in a room like we're doing right now and converse and have deep thought, right? Um, that's what I want it to look like. How we get there, that's the, that's the fun part about education right now. And everybody's, on, everybody's trying to do the same thing, right? We're trying to provide kids with these skills um, so that they can be successful. Um, but I, I am so optimistic and confident. You know, education ebbs and flows a little bit, and we, we have ruts and things you know, it, it's up and down. But one thing I think is consistent, at least I'll speak for, you know, our district here is that we're moving in the right direction. You know, we cannot flip this overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we continue to think about what we aspire to be, um, our kids are worth it. They're worth every second of it. And um, as long as we are all in the field, we deserve that to them to, to continuously look for new ways to change the system. Because Brad, you mentioned it, it's not working. Yeah. Right. We know that. We know that things have to change. And many of the jobs right now that that the that our kids, you know, in middle school and elementary school that they'll be employed in when they're older, they're not they're not they're not here yet. Right. We don't know what those things are. We talk about this all the time <laughs> that like finally 
um, the professional development surrounding um, education and teacher training is finally catching up to things that we've been talking about in music for, for decades. This is all yeah. you. Like that's yeah. what, what music does are, is, is know, about like... problem solving and teamwork mm-hmm. and and collaboration. You have to. You yeah, have yeah, to. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. built it's, in, it's, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's taking art and science and putting them together and creating something new. Um, and those are the skills. It doesn't matter what the jobs will be 20 or 40 or 80 years from now. When you when you participate in something like a music ensemble, you're learning all of the skills that you need to do any job that currently exists and any job that could ever be created. Right. Yeah, no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah. And there's a direct correlation, right, with kiddos and music and, mm-hmm. and, and their academic performance, right? Like those two things are hand in hand. The musics are great for our kiddos, right? I'd encourage... Anyone out there listening, you know, as uh, my my own son and daughter, um, I'm I'm hoping more than anything that they're interested and that they'll get that experience. That's awesome. How do you turn down the noise from the communities? We have to go back to the way things were way back in the 1800s, basically. Yeah. Well, I, I, so here's here's what I'd say about that. There, we are always going to have community members that are uh, against public education. We will always be doing things wrong. Um, What I share with our staff and what I believe to be a highly effective strategy around that is to share your story, right? And there are many, many avenues to doing that, right? Being open in communication, being able to, you know, to engage in dialogue with some of these folks so that they understand our why. You know, we used, we have used social media as as a highly effective tool, right? To just to pump out. If any, if someone would be able to sit in my seat for a day and just see the pure amazingness that these kids do every single day. Mm-hmm. Why aren't we talking about this mm-hmm. every single day? Why? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Why are we talking about all of the things that are negative? I mean, that's what that's what it's just the spotlight is on education and it's so frustrating because these kids are such there's such beautiful minds doing incredible things and the smiles that they have within our schools across the state each and every day um it's amazing, but you know, telling a telling a positive story and being willing to engage in these conversations because we can't just say our way's right. 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 We can't. Um, they have to understand our why. We have to bring them along the journey and engage in conversation. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and you you kind of said it anyway. Like the two don't have to be mutually exclusive. Right. Like like teaching kids how to think, not what to think. That is going back to the basics, right? That is the the mm-hmm. purpose of education right yeah and i think i think everybody can can agree on that now you can you can disagree maybe about the 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 media through which you teach it but um i think that 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 we're ultimately we're we're really all on the same page and we all want the best for the future and for our for these students and for our kids Mm -hmm. that's um that's really important i mean you you two have to i'm 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 assuming you have to have these conversations where you come out of your classroom, you go, that didn't work today. <laughs> Holy smokes, right? Like that one, uh, yep. you, you know. That Literally one, yep. yesterday. Oh, yeah, yep. or, yep. or you, you come out and you have this feeling like I, I made an impact today, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And yep. um, those are the, we should, we our kids deserve for us as educators to be in constantly, consistently engaging. We're never going to be good enough, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. Never. We have to continuously look for for ways to instruct our kids in the best way possible. The reality is, and I'll tell you, in a middle school, kids are changing, right? The way kids learn is changing, and 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 I know technology has a big has a big role in that, and the adolescent brain is continuously developing, and there's a lot of change at the middle school level, but we got to recognize that, right? Yeah. We're the adults, 
And there's lots of strategy and research out there around that. So we have to engage in that and, and really look to, to see how we can have the best impact on kids. We'll be right back. Grand Tours is proud to sponsor Band is Everything. Grand Tours is the exclusive travel provider for the Farmington High School bands. Hey, that's us. And they provide travel performance opportunities for over 100 high school, college, and community-based music ensembles from around the country. The GT staff will collaborate with you to design unique travel opportunities that create memories to last a lifetime for your students. Share your travel dreams with Grand Tours by sending an email to info at grandtoursinc.com to find out how they can design custom music travel for your group. And now, back to the show. All right, well, we are back, and it's time for What's on Your Stand. <gasps> My fave! But we're going to um, add, add a fun little twist to it this week. In addition to telling everyone what's on our stand that we're excited about this week, we're going to ask our guest here uh, what's on his Playlist. playlist. So what do you it. what do you listen to these days? All right, if I'm being honest, a hundred percent honest, uh, and it pops on in my car every single time because I always got my kids in my car. I know every Bluey song yeah. under <laughs> like do 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 like that. I could I could do them all. Um, <laughs> artists though, in all reality, one of the things my wife and I love to listen to when we cook is uh, is an artist called Brett Denon. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, it's really, if you haven't heard him, he's great. Uh, kind of similar to the Jason Mraz type vibe. Okay, but yeah, cool, cool. Really cool stuff. Oh, awesome. awesome. I'll definitely we'll check, check it out. out. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Awesome. I'm sure you want to know what's on my stand this week. I sure do. <laughs> well, the piece that I'm really excited about and having a lot of fun teaching is called Energy Ooh. by Adrian Sims. It's published by FJH. It's um, at about grade two and a half level and you know, we, we've been doing a lot of Adrian Sims music in the last few years. He's just a really awesome young composer who came up um, through the ranks in, in Maryland. And um, this piece is, is really fun. It's got catchy rhythms. It, it, it's got a great um, tonal aesthetic to it. Um, if you don't know the piece, uh, Energy by Adrian Sims, check it out for kind of your intermediate level band. Um, it was published in 2020, so it's been out there for a few years. And I'd be curious to hear from other band directors who maybe have programmed it. Yeah, um, that's awesome. I absolutely love um, Adrian Sims as well. And have I played that one? Have I done that one before? We, we've we done it before. Well, I did it uh, a few it? years ago okay. with one of our ensembles. Yeah, this is like... A, this is, yeah, actually, it's in the piece head. is less than three years old, and it's actually the second time we've done it already. Okay. It's like, yeah, it's so good. Yeah. That's how you know it's good. Right. right? If, if, yeah, and you can connect it to more kids. Like, that's that's yeah. what we want to be able to do yeah. in pieces like that. Okay. What so, is, what's on what's on your stand this week? What are you really excited about? Okay. So I started working on um, a symphony, a couple movements of it, and it was commissioned by Edina High School. Paul Kyle got this consortium together. The, the and Randall we, Standards yes, one. And yes. so we, we bought into that. That's and right, yeah. I didn't get a chance to do that last year um, in the spring, and we've just been touching base on it, and we've been really working hard on the first movement called Unquiet, and I want to do this for the bridging concert, and I am just, it's so much fun. It's cool sounding. I mean, I remember when we first got the... Um, uh, the demo tracks Ugh. for it, uh, being part of the the consortium for the commission, but to sit down and play it and hear it live, I got to sit in with your band the other day and play uh, one of the trombone parts, and it just it sounds cool, but it's also really fun to play. And I think again, this is just a hallmark of the, the great work that people like Randall um, are doing out there that makes 
music really accessible uh, for, for students, but this piece is really like top notch. It yeah. is it is challenging and it is um, sophisticated. And wow, I can't wait to to hear uh, what they do with that. Yeah, seriously, like watching your face with all <laughs> when you were sitting in the band and, and playing trombone that day. So fun. I can't wait till an audience hears that. So yeah, yeah check check out these pieces. They, they are super, super fun. So th that mm. one's a grade five. So um, yeah, it's but it's so epic to listen to. It is yeah. epic. Yeah, just go go give it a listen. Definitely check out the music of Adrian Sims and Randall Standridge. All right, well, I think it's time for rapid fire. I love rapid fire. Yeah, we haven't done this. So <laughs> you're, you're yelling again. <laughs> Should I'm I be sorry. nervous about I'm this? Sorry. You should not. But this is a great way to um, just kind of like, in in a simple manner, get to know someone, but also kind of break the ice. Got it. So I'm now, in. obviously, we've been talking for the last half hour or so, and we, it's kind of fun to just do it here at the end. But um, do I get here to we ask go. any of these? Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna ask the first one. Ready okay. and Vikings or Packers? Oh, Vikings. Let's go. Middle school or high school? Middle school. <laughs> Although I worked at a high school, I huh? do love the high school experience. Middle school. Pizza or tacos? Pizza. Um, dog or cat? Oh, easy. Dog. Taylor Swift or Beyonce? Oh, Taylor Swift. Okay. Um, one last one. No, I got two. Well, fine, you're, then you ask that one. I'm going to. I told you this is the one you're going to ask. Yeah, and then well, I'm then you read that. that one. No, then it goes every other. Okay. Or do you want that one to be the I last one? I want that one? to be the last one. Oh, okay. Okay. Is it okay for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Um, yes. Okay. Yes. Last one. Yeah. Igneous, metamorphic, or sedimentary? Oh, I wasn't our science teacher. Um, metamorphic. Excellent. Very good. I nice. was well, how do you think of that question? Like, because we know because you were we, an earth we science look, teacher. Yeah. And right? we, we looked you up. Don't think we were not Googling you. I would need to do some research. I thought you might ask no. me like types of clouds too. No, no. That would be fun. Well, obviously, Sirius are the yeah. best. You know, Or, yeah. or cumulonimbus. Cumulo... Okay, that's enough for Rapid Fire. This has been awesome. Joe, thanks for, for joining us. Um, uh, now, now you can put a face to my name, now that you know me. <laughs> now officially. I have to say hi to now, him. Now, 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 you, I have now to. you can't even I mean, pretend to not know me. I mean, me. we can figure out ways that you can avoid okay. that if you need yeah. to. But yeah. no, seriously, thank you so much for this awesome conversation. I, I look forward to having even more conversations with yeah. you whenever I get a chance. It's 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 always enlightening and inspirational. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you both for having me on here. Uh, Brad, I know we joke, but I have just the utmost respect for both you and Aaron. And, you know, what I really want to do is, you know, I, what you guys are doing is bigger than just a podcast, right? It's educators talking about education and you're getting people to engage in that, right? Uh, what a powerful way for us, you know, we, Brad, we talked earlier about, you know, kind of moving things forward. What a powerful way to do that. And in the last year, just seeing what you two have done with, uh, with music and in, in the culture of this community it is just absolutely mind mind blowing. Um, I have a ton of respect for both of you, and and sincerely appreciate having the opportunity to join you today. Well, that that means a lot to us. So thank you so much. This has been another episode of Band is everything. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel awkward. Yeah, at all. yeah that, that is. Oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs>